it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, this is Zenobia Bailey from the Seattle, Washington area. I welcome each and every one of you today and every day that I have the privilege of speaking to your heart. Now, I know the topic for today was to continue with Corey Ten Boom, but I have an emergency that I need to get to. At the same time, I did not want to just skip today. So we're going to deviate a little bit from Corey, and we're going to talk about a topic on a devotional from another favorite writer, author of mine. And this author's name is Andrew Murray. He wrote several different, um, he's written several different books, many topics, and this particular book is called Waiting on God. Excuse me for a moment. I chose this because, for one, a number of inquiries have come uh, to me regarding how does one wait. And then I look at my own life, and there have been so, so, so many incidents and even opportunities where I have had to wait. I'm waiting in an – I'm in a position of waiting even now, and perhaps that is why I've selected this for this particular segment of our show. So now, without further ado – I'm going to read the preface, Waiting on God. Murray says, prior to leaving home for England last year, I had been impressed by the thought of how we need more of God in every area of our Christian life, both personal and public. I had felt we needed to train our people in their worship to wait on God more, and to cultivate a deeper sense of his presence, of direct contact with him, of complete dependence on him, as a definite aim of our ministry. At a welcome breakfast in Exeter Hall, I simply expressed this thought in connection with all our religious work 
I was surprised that the response sentiment was met. I saw that God's spirit had been working the same desire in many hearts. The experiences of the past year, both personal and public, have greatly deepened the conviction. I myself am only beginning to see the deepest truth concerning God and our relation to him is centered in this waiting on God. I am beginning to see how little in our life and work has been surrounded by the Holy Spirit. The following pages are the outcome of my conviction and of the desire to direct the attention of all God's people to the one great remedy for all our needs. More than half of these meditations were written on board ship. I fear they may come across as somewhat hastily written. I have felt in looking them over that I would like to write them over again, but I can't do that now. So that so I send them out with the prayer that God who loves to use the feeble may send a blessing with them. The most important thing we need to learn is this, that the great lack of our faith is that we do not know God. The answer to every complaint of weakness and failure, the message to every believer or congregation seeking instruction on holiness is simply this. What is the matter? If you really believe in God, all will be made right. God is willing and able by the Holy Spirit. Stop expecting the least good from yourself or the least help from others. And just yield yourself unreservedly to God who is at work in you. He will do it all for you. This sounds so simple, yet it is the truth we know too little. I feel humbled as I send forth these very defective meditations, I can only catch them on the love of our God. May he use them to draw us all closer to himself, to learn and practice and experience the blessed art of waiting only on God. May we begin to comprehend what the influence would be of a life fully given, not in thought, or imagination, or effort, but in the power of the Holy Spirit to waiting only on God. With this greeting in Christ to all God's saints, whom it has been my privilege to meet, and no less to those I have not met, I subscribe myself, your brother and servant. And he signs Andrew Murray from Wellington, Written March 3rd, 1896. So his first meditation, his first devotional is entitled for day one, the God of our salvation. And the scripture that he references is from Psalm 62, 1. Truly my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. 
If salvation indeed comes from God and is entirely his work, just as creation was, it follows that our first and highest duty is to wait on God to complete that work as it pleases him. Waiting becomes then the only way to experience our full salvation and the only way to know the God of our salvation. Any difficulty we have in experiencing our full salvation is caused by this one thing, the defective knowledge and practice of waiting upon God. All that the church and its members need for the manifestation of the mighty power of God in the world is the return to our true place, that place where we truly belong, both in creation and in redemption, the place of absolute and unceasing dependence upon God. You may wonder what elements make up this most blessed and needful waiting upon God and why this practice is so little cultivated. As we answer those questions, may we begin to feel how infinitely desirable it is that the church, that we ourselves should at any price learn its blessed secret. The deep need for this waiting on God lies equally in the nature of humankind and in the nature of God. God as creator formed Adam to be a vessel from which his power and goodness would flow. Adam did not have in himself a fountain of life, or strength, or happiness. The ever-living one was each moment the communicator to Adam of all that he needed. Adam's glory and blessedness were neither independent nor dependent upon himself, but dependent on the God of infinite riches and love. Adam had the joy of receiving every moment out of the fullness of God. This was his blessedness as an unfallen creature. When Adam fell away from God, he became even more dependent on him, not less. He had not the slightest hope of recovering from his state of sin or death, except in God, through his power and mercy. It is God alone who began the work of redemption it is God alone who continues that work each moment in each individual believer. Even in the regenerate person, there is no power of goodness in oneself. The believer has and can have nothing that is not each moment received. Waiting on God is just as indispensable and must be just as continuous and unbroken as the breathing that maintains one's natural life. It is only because Christians do not realize their relation to God of absolute poverty and helplessness, that they have no sense of their need of absolute and unceasing dependence or of the unspeakable blessedness of continual waiting on God. But once a believer begins to sense it and consent to it, then the Holy Spirit gives each moment what God 
each moment works. Waiting on God becomes the believer's brightest hope and joy. Finally, apprehending how God, as infinite love, delights to impart his own nature to his child, how God doesn't grow weary of each moment, keeping charge of his child's life and strength, the believer wonders why he or she ever thought of God as anything other than as a God to be waited on all day long. God unceasingly giving his child, unceasingly waiting and receiving, is the blessed life. Truly, my soul silently waits for God. From him comes my salvation. First, we wait on God for salvation. Then, we learn that salvation merely brings us to God in order to teach us to wait on him more. And finally, we find what is better still, that waiting on God is itself the highest salvation. Ascribing to him the glory of being all. It is the experiencing that he is all to us. May God teach us the blessedness of waiting on him. And I end by saying, my soul waits only on God. This has been a blessing to each one each one's hearing. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.